Shaggy. Whoa, Whoa wait, a wait a minute. What? Is that the show we're doing oh, today? sorry. I, <laughs> I thought about it like really hard while we were doing the countdown. I was like, don't fuck up. Anywho, so welcome to Hey Ass Butt. We're Man absolutely... three quarters asleep. I'm very not sorry. We're absolutely leaving all this in. Good. Oh my <laughs> That's god. Always be plugging. See, it was a smart play the whole goddamn time. Yep. Go check out our Patreon. Get yeah. us money. Check out our sideshow. Yep, If you're wondering what Ella and what Shagass is, find our Patreon at patreon.com slash Habcast. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. If you're wondering what Let Shagass is like, it's just that. It's yes. us just making every mistake possible. Yep. Fuck it. Okay. What are we here to talk about? We are here to talk about Hey Aspen, a supernatural podcast. Yeah. The one you can find it on iTunes or Spotify Stitcher. or anywhere podcasts can be found. Like our website, habcast.com. Yeah. <laughs> it's your one-stop shop for all your podcast needs, as long as your only podcast need is listening to us talk about supernatural and also whatever pops into our mind that day. Yeah. And what more do you want? It really. (laughs) What more do you need? (laughs) True crime who? We talk about true crime sometimes. Other shows what? Fuck off. (laughs) I've never heard of you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that bitch is. (laughs) Um, If you really. Oh, sorry. Go on. No, I was just going to talk about a Yu Yu show, me and my son, and then I immediately thought, wait, no, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What are you going to have, Ari? Um, I was going to say, if you really want to know what Let's Shag Ass is like, um, we do have a... So, Let's Shag Ass is behind a paywall. It's the monthly show we do where we watch something that isn't supernatural, but has a supernatural actor in it. And um, we've watched a lot of different stuff through the show, and uh, that is for our patrons only. However, sometimes we do things like go on hiatus or, um, you know, are just or want to share something with our regular fans to try to entice you guys. So we do have a couple of LSA episodes um, available for free, and you can, of course, find that in the Hey Ass But feed. So if you listen to one of those episodes and you guys are like, oh, my God, I want to hear more of this, like. Get on our Patreon because um, we're about to dry that well up. Um, yeah. Just to let our non-patron listeners know, um, we are probably not going to be releasing any um, more Let Shag Asses, or at least not anytime soon, for sure. <clears throat> right, we talked about that. Am I saying what? crazy things right now? Not really l- releasing any more L- LSAs. Uh, we're going to try not to, I guess. Yeah. Oh, oh, you mean in the regular feed? Yeah. I was like, we're stopping the Patreon no, show? No, 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 no. no. Oh, no, man. no, no, no. I totally lost track of that one. We, uh... <laughs> we like to have fun here. That's what we're getting at. Guys, yeah. sorry. We're totally professional. Only two-thirds of us is drunk right now, and... <laughs> <clears throat> one of us is technically high. One of us is half asleep. Yeah. One of us is Travis. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, you do the math on that one. <laughs> oh my god, guys. I've taken so much Dynatap. It's crazy. Oh god. So, I also feel a little under the weather today, so if my voice sounds weird, that's why. Yeah. Yeah, we're all under the weather, but I understand your frustrations. 
Okay. Anyways. <laughs> we recently did a bonus episode with uh, this Darren and Vasco from the Supernatural Virgins, and we're going to talk yeah. about that experience a little bit. Yeah. So... So y'all talk about that experience a little bit, please. Um, well, it was it was just a whole lot of fun. It was. Uh, it Darren sure and was. Were lovely <laughs> and talented. Yeah, they're both lovely and talented. Um, it was it was just really cool um, being able to, I guess you know, collaborate with some other supernatural people. That was really dope. Um, it's fun because so their show setup is very similar to ours where um, Darren is a longtime fan of the show and Vasco is new to it had never really heard of it before you know they started doing the podcast mm-hmm. and um, so they just released their season three finale episode um, which I was actually listening to earlier today and it's really, really good. Um, Vasco's reaction to the season three finale is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> it took me back. It took me oh, back. Yeah. And we were talking about like where they were, um, little behind the scenes, like scene, little behind the scenes scene. Oh my god. So, anyways, we were talking about that. And, like, every time Vasco would share a prediction for the episode, I had to, like, mute my mic. Yeah. <laughs> so I wouldn't, so he wouldn't hear me laughing because I was just like, I remember when we did this to Travis. Yeah, see, it was it was really nice being on the other end of that for once. Isn't it fun? <laughs> it was so, I was just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. gotta, gotta keep my mouth 100% shut on this one. Yep. Yeah. Can't let anybody know what I'm thinking right now. Yeah. So, but I was actually, um, I was actually a little nervous, uh, before we were recorded how it would go, but I think it went really well and I think it was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. I think it was one of our best episodes. I agree. Definitely one of our best Let's Shag Ass episodes. For sure. And that is a free Let's Shag Ass episode because obviously we're not going to ask, um, supernatural virgin fans to like pay for the episode. Mm-hmm. We wanted um, Vasco and Darren to be able to share it too, and you know have that available for the fans of their show. Although, if you are a supernatural fan or a supernatural virgin fan, and you're hopping on and listening to our podcast right now, hi! It's so yeah. nice to meet you. Um, check out our Patreon for other LSAs. And if you're a Hey Asthma fan and you want to go see what they're about, you can find their podcast wherever you find our podcast. Yeah, literally the same place. Literally, it's just a few taps away. Except for our website. You can't find their shit on our website. Yeah. Because it's our website. Well, yeah. I mean, that would be weird. They tried to take over it, you know, because they're British. (laughs) And and we were like, no taxation without representation. (laughs) Yeah. I watched Hamilton recently, so okay. <laughs> I'm all up on my American Revolution history. Yeah, 100%. I'm sure there's no inaccuracies in that show yep, at all. Yep, I was like, I'm not throwing away this shot. Am I right, Hamilton fans? <laughs> oh, God, I just I knocked over my mic. <laughs> we 
they spilt that tea right into the harbor. Yep, and yep. then my mic spilled over. Um, um, yeah, I was like, Darren and Vasco, sir, there's a Hamilton, like Aaron Burr, get it? That's the Hamilton reference. You have to stop. <laughs> First of all, that's what, Travis, that's what King George said to the Continental Congress. Travis, and, stop. And Hamilton- <laughs> Travis, I'm begging you, please stop. And George was like, you'll be back. Okay. Every time you say something positive about Hamilton, a music teacher gets way too much license for a, 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 a show. I don't fucking know what I was going <sighs> Okay, so first of all, real quick, um, I'm the only one allowed to make musical references on this show. So, and we can't watch, we can't watch Hamilton for a bonus show until we watch Cats. So. Oh, damn. That bonus episode will also be available to patrons. Okay, so anyways, um, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) guys, I'm not kidding. That Dynatap is strong. (laughs) Oh, that wasn't a joke. Okay. No, it wasn't. It was probably a joke. Anyway, so, uh, yeah. Um, also, I want to talk about this real quick. I don't think we've mentioned enough that the supernatural porn parody is a thing that exists. Oh, God. Yeah, we're bringing that up. We're fucking doing it. Oh, no. Fuck in, Travis. We're going to go full a clockwork orange on your ass to watch it if we have to. I hope you're not attached to your eyeballs. Yeah. Did you know Malcolm McDowell actually injured his eyeballs during that scene? I mean, I believe it. Yeah. So, we've talked about the supernatural porn parody before. We have? Mm-hmm. But not at length. Nor oh, jeez. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> See, that's the real issue I have. Hey, <clears throat> I've got a different question. Yes. How does a bastard orphan son of a whore... Okay, no. Okay. Stop. <laughs> Travis... Travis, we're talking about porn now, okay? We're not talking about whatever you're talking about. Anyways, well, I mean, depending on what part of the <laughs> fandom you're in, I mean, Hamilton could have been into porn, do you think? Okay. I bet he was. Okay. Stop. <laughs> I mean, if, if First of all, alone. if anyone, it was Lafayette, okay? First of all. <laughs> Second of all, and end this now. Okay, so... It's produced. It's called This Ain't Supernatural XXX. This ain't supernatural. This ain't supernatural. Did they have to say that? Is it is it like one of those parody title laws? Yeah. Like like dumb Starbucks. Like it can't just be supernatural. You have to like differentiate it somehow. Yeah. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Well, first of all, woe betide the child who thinks they're just ordering a Supernatural DVD from a Chinese warehouse and gets this instead. You gotta make it clear. Oh, God. This yeah, isn't true. the show Supernatural. Also, I'm sorry, on the, uh, I'm on adultdvdempire.com and I am just staring at a woman going to town on some dick, so that's thrilling. Yeah, you're on that website. I'm literally surprised if, like, every DVD doesn't come with a free copy of Busty Cops. Anyways, <laughs> it's a it's it's a fifteen dollars steal. 
So it's fifteen dollars. <laughs> there has to be snippets on like how long is it? Oh, it's it's probably full <clears throat> feature length. Um, guaranteed to ship today if ordered within the next eighteen. I gotta get my card. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. Oh Jesus! I gotta find my wallet. But um, it's directed by Will Ryder. Uh, it's got Romy Rain in it, Christy Stevens, there, Vicky Chase. Is there an IMDb page for this? I'm just looking on the Saint Supernat. I'm just looking at oh, adult you're DVD. Just, you're just reading the credits. Mm-hmm. Mm. And yeah. um, they do. We, we can st- good news, guys. We can stream it. They have it for a two day rental for three ninety nine. Oh God. Yeah. Or you can stream it for life for seven ninety nine. What the fuck? Yeah, that's not bad. I mean, it's a steal. I think the reason why it's so shocking to us that it's going to cost money to watch this is who the fuck buys for porn these days? For real. Like, like who does that? (laughs) Perverts, that's who. Um, (laughs) Also, sorry, I have to talk about the poster real quick. So, in the background are, I'm assuming, This Ain't Sam and This Ain't Dean. Oh, (laughs) jeez. They are in a blue filter... Their full faces aren't even on the cover. But you know what is on the cover? Three busty ladies who are front and center. I'm going to need you to send that to me right quick. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> ben. And, uh, and, yeah, so if you want us, if you want us to review This Ain't Supernatural Triple X, uh, let us know on Twitter. Please, please let us know. Oh, so, if you want Travis to suffer any more than he already is, <laughs> hit us up. There is an IMD page for it. Of course there is. <laughs> Naturally. It's got, it's got there's like I, there's IMDB pages for fucking commercials nowadays. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, look up who was in that weird incest Folgers commercial. <laughs> That was out on Christmas a couple years ago. I, for, I had forgotten about that. It has a 7.4 on IMDb. Not that incest commercial, but the This Ain't Supernatural Triple X. Oh, God. Yeah. I bet it's all five-star reviews from people that are like, oh, man. Solid if this guy. was actually Jensen Ackles, oof. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, to be fair. Do Okay. Do the, do the men in it kind of look like no, Jensen not even J-Pad. close. They're both white. No. Yeah, that's it. That's the only uh, similarities. Oh, okay. Ron Jeremy is also in it, so... <laughs> he's uh, in it? Yeah, he's in it. The hedgehog is fucking in it. Oh. I don't know if he fucks, but he might. I'm, I'm I mean, and we won't know until we review it. I wonder what level of monster fucking is in this movie. I mean, I'm sure the three busty ladies are like demons and... Oh, I'm sure it's demon. It's going to be Sam and Dean. Like, I'm sure one of them's like supposed to be, you know, not Joe or not Ellen. Yeah. And then one of them's not Ruby. And what year did this come out? 2014, baby. Yikes. So what season? So they. So that was like season ten, right? They've got a lot of canon to work with. Then holy shit. They're not going to use any of the canon. Well, <laughs> like, for instance, part of, like, these is, like, like the uh, characters are named Giselle the Singer, Porn Star Number 2, Porn Star Missy, K. 
Kelly Pizza Girl slash Succubus, a fake makeup artist, Sam, Dean, like, they are, like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth, ninth, and tenth for Sam, Dean, and Castiel on, like, the cast listing on IMDb. (laughs) People got their priorities right. Yeah. Then you got Porn Stud, Record Executive, Bobby Singer, played by Frank Buckwide. What the fuck? Uh, Then Ron Jeremy as Porn Movie Director. And then somebody is music executive, and then Jack Vegas as demon. So wait a second. So you're telling me that within the canon of this pornogra- pornographic film, there are characters listed as pornographic actors and directors. Well, yeah, so are they going like? Is this like the French Mistake Part Two, where Sam and Dean pop out of reality, and now they're in like Porn Town? God, I hope so. I mean, now I, I feel like I feel like yes. See, Travis, all you're doing is making it more likely that we're actually going to do this project. Oh God! Yeah. So, although if you want to find the best supernatural porn, just go straight, just go straight to Google.com and type in AO3. That's uh, that's all you need. Yeah. So. If you want that real heavy hitting supernatural porn, oh that's yeah, what you do. oh yeah, I'm sure we're gonna watch this and be like, "This is some fucking pussy ass shit." Hey, do you want to be <clears throat> horny and also cry? Fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing for you. God, it's accurate. <laughs> right. yeah, we're gonna have to do fanfic Fridays as well at some point. Yeah, we've got plans. Is what I'm saying. We've got we've got other projects we have going on and. Um, if you're a supernatural podcast, listen to this right now, and you want to be involved, DM us. Yeah, yeah. So, in some in some of our future projects. If you want to be in our independent supernatural porn parody. <laughs> oh my god, Travis! <laughs> up. You can't Hit just ask people things. if they want to be in our independent supernatural porn parody. Sure, you can. I just did. Yeah, it's going to be crowdfunded. <laughs> um. And crowd fucked. Bye. I feel bad about that. When I'll be honest with you. Yeah, you, you should. I feel bad about it. I'm just sitting here. Gross. Um. So, but yeah, we've kicked around the idea of doing like a supernatural parody radio play, in the same vein of like the sketches we used to do that we are hopefully going to bring back soon. Fingers crossed. But like, um, we would have it be longer. Um, I know y'all have missed our wonderful acting, so <laughs> yeah. uh, I know you've really missed that. Um, and uh, we've kicked around doing I don't know a bunch of stuff. We're trying to we're trying to work on something else in it in like conjunction with the podcast. So if you have any ideas, if you want to see us talk about anything, yeah, hit us up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you so much again to Darren and Vasco and. Uh, I think we can have a very short opening section. I kind of just want to get straight into the episode. Hell yeah. God, you can tell I'm really sick because I just... um, Don't give a fuck. I'm just like, (laughs) let's just uh, have a 30-minute episode today. Oh my god, when I see a Supernatural podcast that's like, we talked about three episodes in an hour, I'm just like, can we be you? Yeah, how how do we do that? Yeah. How how do we teach us, senpai? Teach us. <laughs> All right. 
Travis, uh-huh. this episode is called Defending Your Life. What? Make a defense for it. Defending your life. <laughs> yep. Sam and Dean get roped into a <laughs> they get roped into a court case that has to do with someone's like parrot that died or something and not only that but there's some other guy who's like named after a bird and they get in there and they start telling their case and someone's like objection and there's like a big zoom in and there's like anime characters all around it's it's phoenix right uh i don't know that much about phoenix right to make any more jokes about it hold on i have a i have a suggestion for what this episode is about what's that we open on a classically handsome lawyer his name Basil Rathbone. <laughs> For a second, I thought you were going to say your dad's name. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Classically handsome? Anyways, um, his name, Basil Rathbone. He's poring over his desk, looking at different legal documents, because he's just been given the case of his life. Oh, Hang on. <laughs> what? This sounds like it's about to become a porn plot. No, I am... This is serious. This is not a porn. <laughs> We're done with porn now, okay? Let me let me finish. We're never done with porn. God damn it. I want to get out Basil's story. <laughs> <laughs> An innocent father has been accused of murdering his daughter, but Basil, with his connections to the hunter community, knows it was actually a striga. Remember those from season oh, one? Oh, man. Those yeah. vampire guys? Yeah, so anyways, Basil has to figure out how he's going to save this father from a lifetime in prison and get the real monster behind bars in this nice. week's episode, Defending Your Life. Oh, Guest this, is star. Your, this, this is your supernatural lawyer yes. show that you want to make. Yes, the spinoff. Uh, oh, wait, I, I've got one more. I've got one more I want to do. Okay. Alright, so we open, uh, it's been a while, it's actually, this is like a, um, this is like a middle open thing, uh, in media res. We open, and this guy, he has just become a lawyer and open his shop, his lawyer shop. Okay. And and right next door. It is called a practice, but continue. (laughs) He's opened his lawyer shop, and right next door is the lawyer shop of his seemingly friend slash uh, psychological Wait, enemy this, this is just Aaron Hamilton Burr, again sir. <laughs> you're just describing Hamilton again <laughs> and you would have gotten away with it too and they shoot each other and someone dies so you son of a bitch <laughs> hey I want y'all to know um, in case the name Basil Rathbone sounds familiar to you uh, he's the name of an English actor uh, who was most famous for playing Sherlock Holmes in like the 40s. Oh. <clears throat> yeah. So we might have to change the name of our leading man to something that's not Basil Rathbone, but it's a <laughs> good right, name. I don't know what we'll name him. What? Basil Rager Boner. 
Oh god. That's for the Basil Raging Bone. That's for the Basil Rathbone porn parody. <laughs> Alright. Uh, let's get this right there. Let's get this show on the road. Oh boy. I'm not gonna lie, this episode bored the shit out of me. Okay. God. I was just not in it. It was very, like, heavily, like, ex, like, just heavy exposition and just, let's recap over all the dumb shit Dean's done. So I understand what you're saying. It was was just like. Yeah, I just, I just really wasn't in it. Especially, like, what was the last episode? It was also a freak of the week. It was the um, episode where Dean kills Amy. That's the right. The girl next door. Yeah. And that got brought up again. But, like, <coughs> it, it was just very... I was ready to get back to the Leviathans, you know? That's really where the season shines. And, yeah. yeah. Like, in the first, what, two minutes, the first lines of the episodes are, Bobby hasn't heard anything about the Leviathans, let's fuck around for 45 minutes. Yep. And, yeah, it it, it really took me out. The ending, okay, so I actually, um, this episode is not the best. (laughs) Uh, I agree with you there, Travis. I do think it was pretty boring. But the thing that takes... Like, because I was going to say this episode is like a B minus C plus, but the thing that just drops it straight into D for me is the ending. The yeah. last how Sam defeats Osiris is so lazy. Yeah. <laughs> I did like how just, how big of like a sassy bitch Osiris was. Oh but my god, so really, sassy. But that was really yeah. the only shining spark for the episode. But I, well, if it wasn't I, just another dude just yeah. chilling, I think it would have been like a much better episode. I th- Well, and I actually kind of like how they brought back Lawyer Sam. Yeah. And basically yeah. were like, look, Sam Sam was pre-law in college. I liked I liked the trial aspect. like, But everything leading up to that was kind of... Blase. Boring? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say what I didn't like about the trial was Sam kind of just kneecapping himself by saying that he got one of the things from some TV show, I think The Good Wife. Oh, yeah, that was funny. I, I mean, I, I liked it in concept, but why kneecap his knowledge? Like, I would have much preferred if Sam was like, yeah, I still got a few tricks. Like, if he was still... Like, oh, yeah, I'm say- like, I get what you're saying. On yeah. Rather than just... It would be a much stronger character beat. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, funnily enough, despite the fact that I know several lawyers, I don't actually know anyone who was pre-law in college. Um, <laughs> and I, myself, was not pre-law in college. So... Um, I will go ahead and say that, like, I don't know how much he would have learned, 
since he didn't actually go to law school, like he didn't actually get to go. And also remember this, isn't Sam and God, it's been so long since we reviewed season one, but isn't Sam only like two or three years into his bachelor degree? Um, like it doesn't seem like it because, um, when we met him in the show, he was actually getting ready to like do interviews to get a full ride scholarship to Stanford law school. Right. But the reason why I say that is because isn't there a comment about how Dean said that like Sam had only been gone for two years. Oh, you know what? That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even if you're pre-law, even like pre-med people I know start like boning up on like medical shit before they start doing like full-on medical stuff. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. What uh, what is that called when you do like more hours than recommended uh, in your school schedule? Like over overload or something. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he just like double loaded all of his semesters and did like four years of pre law in two years. Uh, Yeah, that's fucking. That's absolutely not possible. You know who also graduated from law school early (laughs) was Aaron Burr. Okay, finished in three. Travis. I want you to take all your Hamilton stuff, and I want you to leave it in the front of the in the beginning of the episode. Hey, the good news is, the good news is I've only gotten to the intermission, so I only know the first half. Okay. Oh, so you're saying you're quickly running out of material? Well, at least there's yeah. that. Um. So, real quick, the summary of this episode is that. <sighs> Osiris, Egyptian god of the dead, has showed up in Podunk Town, fucking Nebraska. Michigan. Michigan, sorry. And has been judging people on their guilt. It's basically he's been punishing humans who have done fucked up shit, right? Yeah. And uh, he of course, you know, brings Dean to trial because Dean feels guilty about killing Amy. I mean, Dean feels guilty about a bunch of shit, but um, the reason why Dean can't, like, win the trials because he feels guilty about killing Amy and just Mm -hmm. will not tell Sam (laughs) that he did that. Um, Which is actually something I was like, it's appropriate that Dean's stubbornness is the thing that's going to get him killed this episode. Yeah. Um... So Dean's about to die. Joe's about to ghost. Joe is the one who's about to kill him. And uh, Sam. Sorry, I'll save it for later. Sam uses a ram's horn that he stole from a synagogue mm-hmm. uh, to um, put Osiris to sleep. A shofar. That's what that's called. Yeah, because they pretty much do what they do to the Creeper in Jeepers Creeper, which is uh, just, like, keep him nailed down for an extended period of time so, like, someone else has to deal with it in the future. Yeah. Yeah. And if I don't sound, like, particularly, I don't know, thrilled to be describing this episode, it is because that ending is total trash. 
there was kind of a funny moment where Sam breaks into the synagogue and there's a rabbi there and the rabbi's like, I'm guessing you're not here for bar mitzvah lessons. Um, yeah. That was like a pretty good joke. Yeah. Uh, but, um, and he's, he steals the shofar. Which, like, what did... I want to see the scene where he explains to that rabbi why he needs it. Yeah, I thought I had, like, blinked and missed something. Because it was like, Sam got caught stealing it. And then all of a sudden he was stabbing Osiris. Like, there was no resolution to that. Mm-mm. Um, well, that's why it was such a shitty ending. Is that it was rushed as fuck. I really, what I really want is, uh, is Sam gets caught stealing the shofar, and as his defense is like, hey, you know how the Egyptians are fuckwads? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm gonna go kill an Egyptian right now. Yep. Like. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, uh, that would have been wild. Hey, wanna, hey, you know what happened in, like, uh, Exodus? You wanna go get some revenge on that? <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. I really wanted Sam to beat Osiris at his own game. That's what I yeah, wanted. Yeah, see, that would have been really cool. That would have been a lot more interesting. Way more satisfying. Yeah. But this show does have its own status quo. Well, that so status quo it, is bad, and I didn't want. I don't like it anymore. Yeah. Well, and like, the, the first half of this episode, well, like... The first quarter of this episode, like, Act 1 and Act 2 of the 5X structure of this episode. Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) It reminded me of, like, a straight-up procedural crime drama. And I know that we've compared Supernatural to procedural crime dramas before. Mm -hmm. But this one was, like, it just straight-up, like, beat for beat was a CSI episode. Well, actually, I I was going to say this, because this is, it 100% is a procedural crime drama, agreed. But you know how I talked about last season that Supernatural is not a whodunit? Yeah. Yeah. This episode, I think, really illustrated that on a micro scale. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, we knew who the bad guy was. Like, midway right. through the episode. So. Yeah. In a... The structure of a whodunit is very different, where the climax of the episode would have been um, Sam and Dean finding out, like, figuring out the murderer. And uh, clearly, they wanted to devote half the episode to this trial, and then the very rushed uh, ending. So, Right. Well, because with Supernatural episode, that just seems to be how they go, like... Especially with Freak of the Week episodes, you're right about it not being a whodunit. Yeah. And that's where they they change it up by you find out who it is almost as soon as the... As soon as the question, what was it, is raised, Yeah, the answer is very short to follow. But then the real answer is, how do we dispatch it? Yeah, how do we deal with it? Yeah, how do we deal with it rather than who is it? And we'll talk more about Osiris, obviously, in the Freak of the Week. But this Supernatural's Osiris is a pagan god, which in supernatural terms means he's like, I'm here to take sacrifices with my crazy sacrificial ways. Mm -hmm. And the way that this pagan... I mean, we've seen that before with um, the truth goddess. Yes. Like, she couldn't just, like, kill people. She had to make them kill themselves by making them tell the truth. Right. And then, or making it so no one could lie to them. 
And then, like, same with the, um, the Leishi in season five. Yeah. Yeah, the Leishi couldn't just kill people. They had to shapeshift into their, like, their victims' idols. Mm -hmm. And then kill them. Um... And so Osiris's deal is he can't just kill people. He has to find people who are weighed down by guilt, put them on trial, bring up the witnesses of the people they wronged, and then send the ghosts of those people to actually kill them. Yeah, that just seems like a murder with extra steps. It really is. It's a, yeah, it's just... it's a complicated pro. I mean, he is a god, and they are finicky. They are a finicky bunch. Mm-hmm. That's like putting the cart before the horse, before the barn, before the... I don't know where this metaphor is going. Yeah. Um, I will say... Uh, how do y'all feel about the fact that all of Osiris's victims were very repentant? I think that is an interesting take. Yeah. Because I think it made, like, Osiris and Dean are very much the same in that way. They were very black and white. Yeah. Because, like, even Dean had a moment where, even though there was this guy who had, like, murdered some people, he was, like, very repentant about it. Yeah. And Dean was like, nah, man, you're a fucking murderer. So they figure out that it's Osiris doing this by... They, they basically drive out to this farm because the two previous victims had had red dirt like on their bodies and stuff or at the yeah. crime scene um which the first victim had been hit by a car in a 10-story building apartment like yeah. on the 10th floor <laughs> and then the second victim had been attacked by a ghost dog in a restaurant bathroom and we find out that the first victim was an alcoholic who while driving while drunk had killed a 10-year-old Mm-hmm. But had been like in an AA for ten years, and had like sent flowers to her, like the victim's grave every month. Yeah, the ten-year-old's grave, and then the second victim was in a dog fighting thing, but got caught, and then um, he even gets like con- compared to Michael Vick in the episode. But he ended up getting caught, and like. Went to had to do community service at an animal shelter, but then truly like changed his life around and continued, you know, working at the animal shelter even after he um, he his time had stopped and then mm-hmm. like raised a bunch of money for the animal shelter and stuff. And then the third victim uh, they actually talked to and he tells them that he was a um he held up a liquor store when he was really young killed two people had spent 30 years in prison had just gotten out yeah so he had done his time and was also clearly very repentant which obviously doesn't necessarily make up for like two people's lives being lost but also not a guy who i would i don't know murder (laughs) just because you know just judge jury and executioner him he Mm -hmm. did also spend 30 years in prison Mm mm-hmm like, I understand that that doesn't make up for a, the deaths of two people, but that still has to count for something. something. The point is, is that he's already been du- judged. Yeah. But because they still feel guilty about what they've done, this- Osiris is able to kill them. You could make the, like, you can make the case 
that his life had been judged, but Osiris was judging his afterlife or something. I don't fucking know. But I don't know. it's just, I feel like I feel like they could have taken any monster name and called it the Guilt Monster, <laughs> and it could, the episode would be exactly the same. Well, I mean, the I mean, yeah, they could have done that, but I mean, we'll talk about in the Freak of the Week how it wasn't totally inappropriate. I'll, yeah, I'll. I would say if they had done that, we could we would have complained that they didn't go with Osiris. And yeah, much better they could have done it, but they probably would have fucked it up. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh. Oh. Also, this episode, I want to talk about Amy again, real quick. Um. So yeah, until the whole Amy thing's resolved, uh, the next couple episodes are me going to be like, let's talk about Amy again. Oh God. Yeah. Said, uh, <laughs> I think it would have been way more poignant if Amy was the one going after Dean. I understand they wanted to bring Joe back just to be like, hey, remember her? Yeah, but they wanted to bring Joe back for the man pain. Yep. I mean, oh my god. I gotten man pain from Amy. It this, would have yeah. been romantic, but it would have been better. Okay. Can I just say this? I am... I hate that Joe came back. Yeah. We're two for two on that. Yeah. Yeah. We've had Ellen and Joe come back for man pain reasons. And once again, every. They fridged so nice, they fridged him twice. Yeah. Every single time something like this happens, where they cameo a character that has died on the show, I am. Especially if they're a character I like, I am torn between being happy to see the character and that actor again because they are talented. But then also my absolute hatred of whenever Supernatural does shit like this. <laughs> because yeah. let them be dead. I mean, yeah. Joe is dead this episode. Like, there's no teasing. She basically, she comes back as a ghost and then almost kills Dean in a very clever way, I thought. Because Dean, you know, puts a circle. Like, puts a circle of salt around him. But then Joe, mm-hmm. to circumvent that, just lets the gas out of the ovens. Yeah. Turns on the gas stove. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Joe used to be a hunter. She knows what's up. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Like, we've, we've said that before. Go Hunters coming back as goats. Hugely problematic, actually. Mm-hmm. They know all the tricks. Um, and But also, were her... I mean, she was blown up. Were her bones not effectively salted and burnt? <laughs> I mean, to be Maybe not salted. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to make that joke, but um, inappropriate, I know. But uh, yeah, they did kind of firebomb that fucking hardware store, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I really hated when he was when she was brought back to be a witness because um, until Sam started talking to her, because D- the reason why she was able to be brought back is Dean feels guilty for getting her killed. Right quotations. Dean, I'm going to need you to respect people's choices, even if it leads to their death. <laughs> yes, it's tragic. Yes, it's terrible. But it's not everything is your fault. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And I'm I'm glad that Sam brought that up. Yeah. That Sam, Dean doesn't need to feel guilty for Joe's death. Dean didn't kill Joe. A bunch of demon dogs did. And mm-hmm. Joe made that choice to make that sacrifice. How much more poignant would it have been if Sam had said that to Dean about killing Amy. Like, 
it was Sam just having to like push down his own feelings about finding out about that shit and just having to bullshit to his I mean, own brother to save his own life, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, if this was the episode, if this was the episode where Sam finds out that Dean killed Amy, I wouldn't have been mad about it if, like, yeah. Ghost Amy had come back. Now, I would say having this episode be directly after the one where it actually happens would not be necessarily the best idea. Right. Because um, you want to build that tension a little bit. That's fair, but, but I mean... Yeah, I wouldn't move this episode. Well, yeah, that totally could have been done, but I wouldn't have minded an how if this episode ended with Sam being like, "Well, I'm going to save my asshole brother, and then I'm going to not talk to him, and like them have a fight to end the episode." That would have been supernatural to a fucking tape. I mean, it would have been 100, percent but. At the very least, then we could have cut the ending where Sam kills Osiris, or, excuse me, puts Osiris to sleep for a really long time. (laughs) So that a hunter in a spacesuit can deal with it, which I did think was funny. Thank you, Bobby, for saying that. that. Um, But we could have had Sam beating Osiris at his own game. Mm-hmm. And then and then Dean being like, wow, thanks, you're taking this whole Amy death thing better than I thought. And Sam being like, um, actually. Oh, no, no. Sam doesn't, um, actually. He just cold cocks Dean. Yeah. 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 Just, just lays him the fuck out with a solid right. I mean, finally paying Dean back for all the times he's punched Sam. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Un, uh, unprovoked, pretty much. Yeah. Or, excuse me, provoked, but, like, really stupid provocations. Like, borrowing the car. (laughs) And telling Dean that he's rightfully just upset about his dad dying. Yeah. (laughs) What a monster. Um, But, yeah. uh, And and then the episode could have... And then the next couple of episodes could have been, you know... Dean changing. That's something I will say the episode brought up that was very interesting. So Dean's done a bad thing. Yes. Right? He's killed not an innocent woman, but a woman who didn't deserve to die. Right. Dean knows Dean's done a bad thing. He's betrayed Sam's trust. He's killed somebody who said they weren't going to murder any more people and was already kind of doing it for a good reason. Right? Mm-hmm. And and he feels rightfully guilty about it. And this episode cements that, right? Dean's not feeling good about the thing that Dean's done. Yeah. No one's forced him to do it. No one's manipulated him into it. He made a decision, and it was the wrong one. And yet, this episode also presents several people who also made bad decisions and did terrible things but years after their crime and they've changed and yet Dean seems resistant to that there's there's a moment in the episode where he just walks away from like the case I mean he's going to a bar that Osiris picks his victims up at to like question them or like to to figure out how he's doing it and who there might be next which it turns out it's Dean Dean's the next victim (laughs) But before that, he and Sam have a conversation where Dean's like, I don't know, man. I mean, the drunk driver who killed the little girl, Michael Vick, and now this guy who's murdered a husband and wife liquor store owner. Like, 
what happened to the black and white cases that I wanted? Like, these people did bad things. And Sam's like, yeah, but we shouldn't be judged during executioner. And Dean's like, I mean, I know that, but I just wanted this to be simple, you know? Assault mm-hmm. a, a, a and burn, and then we're done. And things aren't ever simple in our lives anymore. And I thought that it was kind of interesting because it turns out that Dean's the one who now needs to change. Dean needs to be a better man than he's been. Yeah. You know that meme of Homer Simpson where he's just yelling and he's like, well, excuse me for having enormous flaws that I never work on. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like that's just Dean to a fucking T. I love it. I hate it. Here we are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, it makes me curious for whether or not Dean will actually change, you know? Right. I feel... As somebody who's just rewatched a lot of season 15 because my parents are finally starting it, mm-hmm. uh, I'm really excited to go back through the middle seasons with yeah. Because yes. there are things that Dean does in season 15, and I'm like, he didn't just hop into being like this like after X number of seasons. There mm-hmm. had to have been a little bit of change. And that, I'm just throwing that sprinkling out. A, to give Travis a little bit of hope. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. My question was going to be, how many seasons down the line is Dean going to learn this exact lesson again? Uh, you know, that's a running gag that we're going to continue to say for a while. <laughs> I don't know how long, but for a while. I will go ahead and say this. If I had to give one compliment to the what I will now be calling the Amy arc... It does bring... It is a conflict. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe It sure is one. Maybe compliment's the wrong word. I'm just going to say one thing that's not totally negative about the Amy arc. <laughs> it is, in fact, a conflict. Right? Yeah. Here we yeah. are in a situation where Dean is lying to Sam. And because we've watched... Supernatural seasons one through six, we know that lying is bad (laughs) and that you shouldn't do it usually. Um, He's also killed a woman. Can't deny that. Yeah. Uh, So that's bad too, right? Usually. Um, So we know savvy viewers, since we've seen a television show before, know that Chekhov's gun has been placed and it's going to go off. At some point in this season, Sam's going to find out what Dean did and he's going to be a little mad about it. Supernatural has a choice it needs to make. Does it actually make their characters learn and grow and learn something and change? I just said those. I just said the same thing twice. Again, that <laughs> Dynatep is nothing to fuck with, but... Um, or is it going to kind of quietly sleep this under the rug? I guess we'll have to find out. <laughs> yep. I guess we'll have to find out together. Man, why how, why, why did this rug get so lumpy? <laughs> why does it feel so uneven when I walk on this rug? Travis, I'm sure it's going to be fine. Don't worry about the rug. Don't look at the rug. <laughs> I can't even... It's so... It's like a hard lump. I can't even, like, squash it down with my foot. It's, it's not like... It's not Travis. like it's just bunched up a little bit. There's like a... There's like something under here, I think. Travis, <laughs> what are you talking about? It's Amy's body. Travis, what are you talking about? <laughs> 
the rug's fine. Stop looking at the. Stop talking about the rug, Travis. I, this is Sarah Gamble furiously telling you this. The, actually, the rug's always been like that, and I'd appreciate it if you stopped commenting on it. Well, okay, but I think you should get a new rug because this one might be expired. But I like that rug, and I'm going to beat it to death. Do you see that? Um, that that mass of paste and bone and blood it's the horse oh god <laughs> it's the horse i've been beating to death for two seasons now uh anyways um <laughs> you know what i think the producers of supernatural are necromancers because they keep bringing that horse back. They keep bringing that horse back to life just to beat it down again. <laughs> they keep burying that horse in Pet cemetery, And what's dead, what's in the ground should stay in the fucking ground. Yep. <laughs> if Supernatural gets renewed for season 16, I'm putting that horse back in its grave. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. No, I'm not. Let it die. Oh my god, I saw a Tumblr post the other day that was like, somebody was like, here's a petition to bring back Supernatural. Let's do it, guys. Like, oh, and this god, was, you know, no. post-canceling. And somebody just posted a picture of Jensen Ackles, Jared Padalecki, and Misha Collins and was like, they're so tired. Please let them go on to different projects. <laughs> they're so, so tired. You know, I think it was today or yesterday was the last day of filming for season 15. Really? Yeah. We should know that, honestly. We should have uh, looked that up. It's fine. It's too late now. You knew that. That's enough. Yeah, you're welcome. Bye. Um, talk. Let's let's uh, let's say some nice things about the episode real quick before we shit on some more. And it's thought, it's y'all's turn to do that. I thought um, the actor who played Osiris was a perfect snarky bitch. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm glad that Osiris was not white. Uh, yeah, that was thrilling. Yeah. That was fair. I actually good job, Supernatural, for doing the bare minimum. Yep, not having a white dude play. Speaking of that actor, mm-hmm. his name is Ferran Tahir. He's uh fifty six years old and handsome as fuck. Um, and he's been in a bunch of stuff. Including Iron Man, where he plays Raza. Ah. Um, Charlie Wilson's War. Um, Char- he was in Charmed. <laughs> A couple episodes of Criminal Minds. Uh, How to Get Away with Murder. Once Upon a Time as Captain Nemo. He's going to be in the you know, he's in the MacGyver reboot. Oh jeez! He was in. He's, he's all over that. He's all over the TV screen. Yeah, he he does a lot of stuff. Oh, he was also in Call of Duty: Black Ops Three oh, as General Abbasi Hakim. Um, he's a he's 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 a prolific actor. He's been a, a bunch of stuff, and I think he did a good job in this episode. So you know, go check him out. So, more more things, more th- positives. Go. Uh, I thought it was cool to see Sam knock off <clears throat> some like old lawyering muscles 
that he obviously had not used in a long while. Mm-hmm. I would have preferred, I have already mentioned, I would have preferred if different things had happened, but I still think it was fine. Uh, I also, it was cool to see Bobby, like, I'm scraping bottle the barrel for, like, <laughs> fuck him. <laughs> Fucking positives, man. Yeah. Anytime Bobby is in a bad episode for at least three minutes, he's a highlight of the episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Bobby, you're saving the day again. Bobby Senpai noticed me. Yep. Um, <laughs> oh, Bobby Senpai, you're back. <laughs> yeah. He, like, uh... Yeah. We already gave it, like, you already gave it kind of a score on, like, a grade scale. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I always think of this episode, like, really fondly, but comparing it to an episode of season 15, this this episode crawled, so the episode in season 15 I am comparing it to could run. Okay. Well, Damn. that's good to yeah. know. Um, I will go ahead and say this. This episode also has the dubious honor of reminding me of Route 666. Yes. Oh, fuck. Because see, there is a with, ghost car. Mm-hmm. With the cold open, I was like, oh man, are we about to get a rehash of Route 666, but better? Yeah. I hope so, and I was disappointed. Yeah. Also, when Dean was like, a ghost car, I was like, Dean. <laughs> You've seen a possessed car. How different can it really be? And then they yeah. talked about the possessed car like a couple of lines later. And I was like, Dean, come on. Oh, also, I don't think we talk about this enough. Something that I really liked. And I'm looking at the uh, trivia page. Oh, also, I have to mention this. So in the goofs page, plot holes. It's established that a guilty person's executioner is determined by what they feel guilty about. By that rationale, Dean's executioner should have been Amy. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> Um. Okay, so a little fun fact, some trivia. Uh, when Osiris confronts Dean, Dean says, "I'd rather talk about your Bukowski shtick at the bar." He is referring to Charles Bukowski, poet and novelist, whom Time Magazine called a laureate of American lowlife. Okay, so this is a pretty deep cut literary reference. Um, okay. Maybe I'm just not really connected to, like, the English world anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like, I don't know, the average person isn't really, like, that into poetry anymore. Yeah. And even though Bukowski is a very famous famous American poet, he's not someone who would I expect Dean to know. Yeah. That is a heady name. Like, I only found it, found out about Bukowski within the past few years. Yeah. From, like, heavy readers. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, from Matthew Tate, right? Right. Uh, he loves Bukowski. Um, um, former guest on the show, Matthew Tate. He mm-hmm. was in one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. Season yeah. four. <laughs> uh, there is no hope for revival here. Go check it out. Okay, yeah. sorry. You'll find out why it's my favorite at the end of the episode. Um... But uh, 
it's it's not that I think that if you know who Bukowski is, you're like, oh my god, that's like you're the hipster of poet readers, or even being into poetry is that unique. It's just kind of surprising to me that Dean knows who that is, right? And, yeah, because he also doesn't know what Snow White is. Yeah, he uh, yeah. just and just he a few eat apples apparently. <laughs> J- <sighs> I that line we'll talk. Okay. We'll get, hold on. We're going to go back to that because I have, (laughs) I have some feelings about it. Okay. So, um, it's, I'm, all I'm saying is, yeah, just a few years ago, Dean didn't know what Snow White was. So this is really, um, a step up for Dean (laughs) or Bukowski is for straight people. I think this is the only two things we can, uh, well, like, I mean, that might be true. He's kind of a piece of shit. The only other, like hard literature I could see Dean being able to like think of is maybe he might be able to say the name uh oh god now I'm gonna fucking stumble over it over it uh Dotieski 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 yeah because I can I can see Dean like trying to skim through the brothers Karamazov yeah yeah um but I, that's just a little character beat I like. I like to imagine that Dean's actually quite the reader now, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe he's gotten over his fear of being perceived as gay because he's illiterate, so. This is also the episode where we find out that Dean doesn't eat apples. Sir, you absolutely eat apples in apple pie. Fucking A, with a slice yeah. of cheese on it, like a real fucking American. Yeah. Somebody who likes pie that much and then doesn't eat apple pie is a liar and a thief. That's how I feel about that. For real. And now, I really want some pie. (laughs) You can't be out there telling me that Dean only eats cherry, strawberry, blueberry, raspberry, and rhubarb pie. Mm -hmm. Lemon icebox. Yeah. Key lime. Shepherds. Sorry. I'm just going to like turn into like Bubba talking about shrimp. I'm going to talk about pie. (laughs) What if Coconut Dean, cream pie. What if, what if what if a character quirk for Dean was he only ate pies like not just dessert pies like he only ate like meat pies, vegetable pies, single serving pot pies. There is yet another episode of season fifteen that Travis you will love for that explicit reason. Oh my God, he only eats those kinds of pies, pizzas because they're referred to as pies, mm. and calzones because uh, calzone. <clears throat> As uh, Parks and Rec put it, calzone could be classified as a pie. Uh, yeah, Cornish like pasties. Yeah. They're like a fried pie. Yeah. Ooh, Ooh, I can go fried for a fried pies. pie. Girl, yeah. bitch, me too. Okay, so a little sidebar. Um, I, I used to go every year down to Clanton, Alabama to go mm. pick up peaches from the peach farm. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, they have the best peaches in the world. No, I haven't had any other peaches, so stop asking. Um, and uh, then they would also sell fried pie, fried peach pies and pie and peach ice cream. And mm. it was literally it's so good. I wish I could go this year, but you know, gestures broadly at the <laughs> world. Um, but yeah, if you're ever in Alabama and you decide you have I don't know time to go to South Alabama. Go to Clinton, pick up some peaches. Yeah, and just if you don't have, if you don't have time to go to South Alabama, Isom's Orchard in Athens is also. I'd, I'd say it's like number two. Yeah, and there's Reeves and Hartzell. That's pretty good. 
If you're ever in North Alabama and you don't have, I don't know, four hours to spare to drive to Clanton and then four hours back, <laughs> um, go to Reeves. It's, I think, the closest, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, Reeves, either Reeves or Isom's, I'm not sure. Yeah. So. Depends on where you are. Anyway, it's just this little side note since we love peaches here in the South. Oh yeah, and moving to the country, you're gonna eat a lot of peaches. Man, I could fuck up a peach cobbler. Yeah, of course we were gonna talk about food. Y'all know us. Fuck. Yeah, y'all, y'all have met us. God, I would we're... fuck. A... Well, sorry, I was gonna. I fucked that sentence up. I was about uh, to say I'll fuck an oatmeal cream pie as long as it's dipped in chocolate, but that <laughs> we'll save that for the supernatural porn parody we're now making. Oh god. So, what do you think an oatmeal cream pie is on Urban Dictionary? You don't have to answer that question. <sighs> I'm about to have open the Urban Dictionary answer it. Yeah. I don't want to know, but I'm about to. Yeah. <sighs> the act of giving a girl a cream pie. Cream no, pie. why are you reading it? Oh, am I not allowed oh, I to? I love this. The act of stuffing a <laughs> with warm oatmeal having her than eating the oatmeal and <laughs> mixture. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh fuck. Travis, can you bleep all of that explanation out, <laughs> or like every other word? Please. I'm gonna have to. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the second definition: when a man is no Ben partner and partner throw <laughs> on his partner's face. <laughs> 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 oh no! Feel free to bleep all of that. Oh yeah, man. it's been a minute since we've had to have an edited episode. Oh, oh baby. man. Okay, let me look at the fucking timestamp. <laughs> it's like uh, like one oh six. Yeah, it's like, like an hour in, roughly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Just uh, bleep a fucking note here. Bleep. <laughs> this is us making more work for Travis. Oh, man. I mean, we're gonna have stuff to put on the Patreon, right? See, again, always be plugging, baby. If you oh, hear what God. I actually said, get no, it. No, if I bleep something, I very rarely actually cut it out to save for later. Man. I just cut it and delete it because no one needs to hear it. You're not wrong. I know, and you're not wrong. Oh, boy. My favorite thing my mother says about me is that she always shuddered whenever I got close to a microphone as a child. (laughs) 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 Like, I I don't know if I should put that on stuff, but I love it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's like the best review I've ever gotten. So... Hey, do you guys? I, put, I wrote about one hour five minutes. Censor Ben in all bold letters. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh man. Hey, thanks Ben. Do you guys? Uh, thanks Ben. <laughs> do you guys want to know another another goof? Sure. Want to know another goof? Um. When Sam calls Dean on the phone, Dean immediately drops the phone. When it lands on the ground, the call time is listed as 13 seconds, even though only a couple of seconds have passed. Who's the fuck? 
<laughs> was like oh. going through supernatural episodes looking for those goofs and came across this this very dumb one like who cares <laughs> as somebody who has watched like the first like seven to eight seasons like multiple times you find new shit to look at and you often find new shit like this okay yeah. fair enough yeah. did you write that goof on imdb ben no. uh, 10 of 11 people found this interesting hey okay. it's not a bad like stat no um another goof uh before dean leaves for the bar to continue the investigation you see a canada post truck in the background behind sam this show is purported to take place in the united states allegedly <laughs> yeah well they were in michigan so maybe someone like went across the border and bought it and brought it back just to drive around for fun yeah maybe so um but yeah, this uh, this is like an episode, am I right? Oh my god, do you want to? Can I read one of the reviews? Sure. So there are seven u- user reviews. Um, there's two sevens out of ten. Seven out of tens, and then one one out of ten, a six out of ten, and a five out out of ten. Oh boy. Yeah, so here's the one out of ten. Can't can't defend this episode. Wow, was that a fucking pun? Yep. <laughs> I'd have to nominate this for the most contrived episode ever. Somebody should feel guilty for writing it. <laughs> Jensen played his angst well, but the story left him without much accent. Did enjoy seeing the clips of Joe. Alana, that's the actress... Um, did have a competent job of testifying and showing up to execute the guilty. I liked Mia, Mia, who could have been a stereotype bimbo barmaid, but Emil made her a real person. We'll talk about her in a minute. I thought Farron did an awesome, sarcastic judge. Nice to see him play something other than a cop or a terrorist. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to bring it up, but Farron is from the Middle East, so um, yeah. Ending was too fast to wrap up. If you want to see the concept of guilt having no real value, I recommend the final episode of Forever Night. I don't think I've ever heard a better monologue on guilt than the one LaCroix has in The Last Night. Thank you so much, Mary Davis. A bunch of numbers after that. Oh, God, I shouldn't have said her name. (laughs) You could call the ending of this episode too fast, too blurious. Yeah. Um, oh, another so, review. I barely remember season seven, and I think I and I think I know why. It's boring. This episode is boring. Dean's self torture. This th- uh, thing is getting old. I don't dislike the concept. It's just dragged. I think going and dragging ourselves through season six mm-hmm. like gave me a different perspective because I didn't hate this episode. It's far from perfect, but yeah. it's a lot better than a lot of the schlock we saw last season. Yeah, that is yeah. true. But I understand where they're coming from. At least this episode isn't, I don't know, offensive? Yeah. Like, uh, well, okay. Let me... So this episode was written by Adam Glass, who... Here are previous episodes we have seen written by him. Mm-hmm. Two and a half men. All dogs go to heaven. Like a virgin. And mommy dearest. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So, honestly, Adam, not a great track record so far. Yeah. Uh, Let me look at future episodes you've done. Maybe there's he goes some. He uh, to do 
Party on Garth. Okay, okay. Um, Freaks and Geeks, As Time Goes By, Southern Comfort. Okay, yeah. Adventures in Babysitting, which is, is that just like more two and a half men? <laughs> um, I honestly don't. What season is that in? This this season. It's episode 11. Oh, really? Yeah. I honestly don't remember. Um, you have to remember it's it's been, I mean it's been a minute. Yeah. Since I've watched season That's 7. True. Well, you were like, yeah, you were watching this season like when we started the podcast, yeah. right? Oh my god, sorry. I opened Netflix to look at the episode list and an ad for, um, uh, um, the Umbrella Academy started playing, and the way it opened, I thought Steven had got into a mecha suit and destroyed something. <laughs> so if you heard that on the podcast, that's my B, and, uh, also, um, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Okay. That's a show I've been meaning to go and watch just because. Uh, like, I at least want to watch, like, the first episode. Like, because I've heard, like, so much good about it. It's like I've got to at least, like, dip my toe in, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, we'll see. You know what I'm kind of wondering? And, Travis, I really want to hear your thoughts on this because obviously Ben and I have secret future vision. Uh-huh. Is Dean going to survive the whole Amy thing? By which oh I mean, is Dean as a character going to survive the whole Amy thing? I mean... Probably. All right, well, we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> Sometime. Yeah. Um, I just, uh, yeah, yeah, I I think I'm worried that until we deal with the Amy debacle, the rest of all the episodes until then are going to be tinged by this looming figure we have. Tainted. Yeah, tainted. Even because the next episode is one I really liked. Um, I mean, really, really enjoyed. And I, uh, I'm just worried that you're. Are you worried that it's going to be tainted now? Yeah, kinda. Yeah, a little bit. Because you have to remember when I originally watched season seven, I was like. I don't know. Thinking it'd be different, I guess? I don't know. Again, I don't want to get too much into spoilers, so let's go ahead and hop off this, and we'll talk about it once it happens. Yeah, that shoe drops. Yeah. Um, But yeah. Uh, I also will say this. Another reason why I hated the end of the episode, and I do mean hated, um, was the fact that Dean just kind of gave up. Yeah, he did. Like, was yeah. he, did he really feel so guilty about killing Amy, presumably not more than a week later, that he was willing to die over his guilt? Well, I think the guilt, like Osiris dangling the 
idea of guilt over Joe over him mm. at the same time is what pushed him over the edge. Okay. Okay, that I can believe, I guess, but I just was like, dude, get your shit together. Come on, man. Yeah. I mean, it was really, it was just a fucking man pain episode. That's all it was. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, obviously I want my characters to, you know, feel some feelings, right? Yeah, over not feeling some feelings. Yeah, complex mm-hmm. growth and whatnot, but at the end of the day, uh, man pain is like bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just, I feel like it, there hasn't, I guess I, I'm kind of shocked that they went from Dean killing Amy to an episode where Dean feels incredibly guilty about killing Amy, but we haven't mm-hmm. seen how he got from point A to point B. Right, yeah. Like, there should have been at least... I, I, You know, there should have been at least another big Leviathan episode before this one. Yeah, that would have been awesome. But also just, like, I don't know, an episode where, like, maybe Dean gets confronted by something similar. Mm. Right? Where Dean actually, like, ends up in a situation where he does... Or maybe he, like, denies his guilt... Because right yeah. now, it, it feels less like he feels bad for killing Amy, and more like he feels bad for lying to Sam about it. And if that's the takeaway from this, um, I don't like that. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess they're trying to show that Dean is starting to feel bad about lying to Sam finally. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in not a very good or conducive way. Yeah. But he shouldn't, I mean, he should feel bad about lying to Sam. But again, that's not the lesson here. Mm-hmm. The lesson is not, well, I was right to kill Amy, but, you know, maybe I should have been honest to Sam about it. The lesson right. here is, it was wrong to kill Amy. Mm-hmm. Like,. It just was, um, and I feel, and I'm, I'm, I feel like that this episode shows that what Dean actually feels guilty about, and maybe I'm wrong in this, um, but at least I'm not really getting that Dean feels guilty about killing Amy. I get more that he feels guilty about not being honest with Sam about it, which is why he like could not see Amy again, you know. And maybe in that case, it is appropriate that Joe end up being the one to do the to deed. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I'm not really sure. And maybe we'll find out differently in these next couple of episodes. Yeah. So, we'll see. We shall yeah. see. Oh, yeah, we will. Um, any th- thoughts before we get into the Freak of the Week? I I don't have any. I'm all thought it out. Yeah. Uh, the thoughts have begun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this episode is truly very boring until about the last 20 minutes when it just gets uh, too rushed and kind of bad. Um, yeah. Talk, we, we talked about in a couple of seasons ago how Supernatural has no make-it-easy moments, where every decision or every solution comes with some degree of sacrifice and pain. Well, mm-hmm. turns out we were fucking wrong. <laughs> and here it is. Um, 
the end of this episode where Sam does away with Osiris very, very easily is an example of where the show was just like, oh, fuck, we've got to wrap this up. Yeah. And just sped right along to the ending. So I think even the mother of all was dispatched with more fanfare and hardship. And she was also done away with pretty easily. Mm -hmm. It probably would have been cooler if Osiris had just, like, fucked off. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they don't have to win every episode. Mm -hmm. And they don't win every episode, to be fair, but... I don't know. The win just came a little too easy this week. Anyways, let's talk about Osiris. Um, Yeah. So... We've actually got a little bit of a leg up on Osiris's Freak of the Week this week because we've talked about Osiris before mm-hmm. in the episode in season five where we reviewed Hammer of the Gods. That episode is called The Pantheon. So um, the one of the myths I talk about, I talk about Isis and we talk about how Osiris died, which is obviously going to be very important to like how he got to where he is in this episode. So go listen to that. It's in the beginning. Um, not the very beginning. You'll, you might have to, you'll have to skip ahead past some of the other gods we talk to, we talk about. Also, uh, correction, it's not Ganesha, it's Ganesh. You'll understand why I'm saying that if you go back to the Pantheon episode. Oh. Anyways, um, now it's, we've talked about Isis. Now it's Osiris's turn. Mm -hmm. Osiris, also known as Usur, is the Egyptian god of fertility, agriculture, the afterlife, death, resurrection, and veggies. Or, excuse me, vegetation. Um, (laughs) He's usually depicted as a green-skinned dude with a pharaoh's beard and mummy legs. And he wears a distinctive atif crown. So, like, the tall crowns that you would see. That's what that is. Um, The reason why he got brought up in Hammer of the Gods in relation to Isis is because he's Isis's brother-husband. Huh. You know those gods always getting into some incest. Your husband's coming out to play. Yeah. He, uh, in that, in the Pantheon episode, we talked about how he died, but we also talked about how he fathered Horus. Um, you might remember it was an unconventional conception because he was dead at the time. So, uh, (laughs) his brother, just a quick sum up again, if you want more, go listen to the Pantheon. Um, his brother, he was killed by his brother Set cut up into a bunch of different pieces and Isis had to gather all those pieces and bring them back together and the very last piece she picked up was Osiris's penis and that was used to get her pregnant so nice Nice. yeah um uh, because he was killed, he became, uh, again, the god of the afterlife and death. And him being the judge is appropriate in this episode. Also, the mm-hmm. whole, yeah, in the episode, they mention uh, how you would have your heart weighed against the weight of a feather. Yeah, so that feather is actually the feather of truth or the feather of Ma'at. 
and Osiris would do that. And if your heart weighed the same or was lighter than the feather, then you got to go to the field of reeds, which is like their version of uh, heaven. So the, the Egyptian afterlife is very interesting, and I am going to read a little bit about it. I am pulling this straight from an article uh, that I found on the website Ancient History Encyclopedia. That's ancient.eu. <laughs> um, I was like, I'm not going to write all this down. Uh, it's the Egyptian afterlife and the feather of truth. And the article starts, is it possible to have a heart that is lighter than a feather? To the ancient Egyptians, it was not only possible, but highly desirable. The afterlight of the ancient Egyptians was known as the field of reeds and was a land very much like one's one's life on earth, save that there was no sickness, no disappointment, and no death. One lived eternally by the streams and beneath the trees, which one had loved so well in one's life on earth. Um, To reach the eternal paradise of the field of reeds, however... One had to pass through the trial by Osiris, Lord of the Underworld, and just just judge of the dead in the Hall of Truth, also known as the Hall of Two Truths, and this trial involved the weighing of one's heart against the feather of truth. Okay, so we have to talk about souls real quick. And uh, Egyptian souls were, you know, uh, complicated. They had nine separate parts. The kat, which was the physical body, the ka, the double one's double form, the ba, a human-headed bird aspect which could speed between earth and heaven. The shuyet was the shadow self. The, and again, these pronunciations are mysterious to me. The ak, the immortal transformed self. The sahu and seshem aspects of the ak. The ab was the heart and the source of good and evil. And the ren was your secret name. All nine of these aspects were part of one's earthly existence, and at death, the Ak, with Sahu and Sashem, appeared before Osiris in the Hall of Truth, in the present of the 42 judges, to have one's heart, or Ab, weighed in the balance on a golden scale against the white feather of truth. Whew. Okay, so here's what would happen in the Hall of Truth. In the Egyptian Buddhist Good of the Dead, it is recorded that after death, the soul would be met by the god Anubis, um, who you've seen before. He's like the jackal-headed god, mm-hmm. uh, who would lead it from its final resting place to the Hall of Truth. Images depict a cube soul standing in the hall, and one would join this line to await judgment. While waiting, one would be attended to by goddesses, such as... Kebhet, the daughter of Anubis, the personification of cool, refreshing water. So this, I mean, it's a line which kind of sucks, but at least you get some refreshments. Yeah. yeah. Um, when it came one's turn, Anubis would lead the soul to stand before Osiris and the scribe of the gods, Thoth, in front of the golden scales. The goddess Met, personification of cultural value, um, of the of the cultural value, harmony, and balance would also be present, and these would be surrounded by the forty two judges who would consult with the gods on one's eternal fate. The soul would then recite the negative confessions in which one needed to be able to claim honestly that one had not committed certain sins. These confessions sometimes began with a prayer. I have not learnt the things which are not, meaning the soul strove in life to devote itself to matters of lasting importance rather than the trivial matters of everyday life. There was no single set list of negative confessions. However, just as there was no set list of sins, which one, which one would apply to everyone. A military commander would have a different list of sins than like a baker. 
The negative declarations, always beginning with I have not or I did not, following the opening prayer, went to assure Osiris of the soul's purity and ended, in fact, with the statement, I am pure, repeated a number of times. Each sin listed was thought to have disrupted one's harmony and balance while one lived and separated the person from their purpose on earth as ordained by the gods. In claiming purity of the soul, one was asserting that one's heart was not weighed down with sin. It was not the soul's claim to purity, which would win over Osiris, however, but instead the weight of the soul's heart. The heart of the soul was handed to Osiris, who placed it on a great golden scale, balanced against the white feather of Ma'at, the feather of truth on the other side. If the soul's heart was lighter than the feather, then the gods conferred with the 42 judges, and if they agreed that the soul was justified, the person could pass on toward the bliss of the field of reeds. According to some ancient texts, the soul would then embark on a dangerous journey through the afterlife to reach, parad- to reach paradise. Uh, according to others, it was just a short journey. So yeah, so that's that's what has to do with Osiris. Interesting. Yeah. So, sorry, I just kind of read out that. Um, but I want to bring up a couple of things. So, Osiris is not only the god of death, he's also the god of rebirth. Um, because of his association with this ritual, right? You might have noticed mm-hmm. in an article, like, it said that, it didn't say it was like heaven, it just said that the field of reeds was like earth. But, you know, you didn't die or get sick, pretty much. Um, right. So, basically, like, I don't know, uh an MMORPG where you can like actually, you know, VR your body into it, right? Um, except you can't die in it. I don't know. That metaphor got away from me. But um, <clears throat> um, I wanted to mention that um, because that feels less to me like a heaven, although Christianity obviously has a lot, you know, is has a lot of like resurrection themes in it. Um, but more just like another life, you know, you get mm-hmm. to come back. Um, also, uh, I also wanted to mention that Osiris in, in the Egyptian mythology is a just God. He's, um, he's not a trickster. He's not evil. He's, yeah. he's going to judge you fairly, no matter what. Um, which I thought was kind of not captured in the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Osiris has been worshipped by the Egyptians for a long time, for sure since the 25th century BC, but probably much earlier since he is also associated with Kehenti Amentiu, which was also his own god, but also a title for Osiris and Anubis. Um, And he's been worshipped since at least the first dynasty. Um, Kehenti Amentiu means foremost of the West, um, the West is a reference to the dead. Oh. So, Osiris is also a pretty boy. Um, he was known as being uh, he who is permanently benign and youthful. Nice. And uh, he's also associated with the fact that the Nile floods every year. Oh. So, which in a way is also kind of like a cyclical rebirth because the Nile flooding, you know, brought about a lot of vegetation. Mm hmm. So, yeah, that's what I got. Very neat. Very neato indeed. It is very neato burrito. We're all neato burrito in our own way. We're a little spicy neato burrito. Mm-hmm. So, Travis, uh-huh. I think we're about to wrap this shit up. 
Yeah. Any final thoughts, feelings, concerns, hopes, dreams, wishes, beliefs, maybe some... I believe that I'm not throwing away my shot. Okay. Um. Again, Travis. (laughs) (laughs) This episode ended as it began. Yelling at Travis. Travis, the next episode is appropriately titled, Shut Up. <laughs> Dr. Phil. Shut up, Dr. Phil. What's it about? You know what it's about? It's about how Dr. Phil fucking fills his platform for idiots to speak so people can find out about all this dumb alternative medicine shit, even though it doesn't fucking work. And he knows it doesn't work, but he gives them a platform anyway so people can waste their money on, like, fucking cabbage milkshakes to make people that people think make them live till they're they'll be 120 which is ridiculous i fucking hate dr phil i hope he gets taken off the air and then dies okay pay for those money rats. <laughs> so uh it's not a joke what dr phil has a mega yacht Get- yeah dr phil fuck dr phil anyways um <laughs> i feel like you're feeling some anger <laughs> and I just want to say that Ben and I are here to get you through this difficult time. And I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, but if it does. It's not going to happen because he's Oprah's best friend. Oh, God. Oh, and Oprah's too powerful for one person to defeat. But perhaps also like, the prophecy. He's also like besties with like Ron White, too, which is kind of red, but also kind of sucky. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know what needs to happen is all of his power, he's like Samson, all of his power is in his mustache. If someone can shave his mustache, he can finally be defeated. That needs to be a fucking joke. Yeah. Travis, write that shit. Write that shit down right now. I I think, though, there have been, like, multiple occasions where he has shaved it just to be like, look at this. Yeah. And he was still strong. Yeah. <sighs> that rat bastard. <laughs> well, if it does, we'll talk about it next week on Hey Ass But. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We've already mentioned it, but if you want to hear more from us, check out our social media at Habcast on Twitter and Instagram and Hey Asput a Supernatural Podcast on Facebook. Um, hit us up at our website, Habcast.com, where you can find links to all of our social media, as well as a link to our Patreon, where for $3 a month, you get access to Watch Shag Ass, uh, the show that Ben thought we were doing at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, Always be plugging, motherfucker. We have watched a lot of things for that, including, but not limited to, another Cinderella story. Thomas Kincaid's Christmas Cottage and a bunch of other terrible, terrible things. I'm sure in the future there's gonna be some uh, scarring episodes of that as well. Um, So yeah, if you donate all of your proceeds until November will be going to Black Lives Matter because that is a promise that we made in June and by God, we've kept it. Um... So thank you so much for listening and as always have fun and don't die.